This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
The rock and roll world took a hit today as it said goodbye to one of the most influential guitarists of the 20th century. TMZ reported that Eddie Van Halen, of his righteously successful namesake band, lost his years-long battle with throat cancer. He was just 65 years old. His wife Janie, son Wolfgang, and brother Alex were with him when he died. Eddie had been struggling to fight the cancer for over a decade, but he finally succumbed to it after it recently spread to his brain and other organs. Eddie himself attributed the disease not to his many years of heavy smoking, but to a metal guitar pick that he used to bite down on over two decades ago. Eddie and Alex founded their eponymous band in Pasadena, California, with bassist Michael Anthony and singer David Lee Roth in 1972. The band released more than 10 albums, many of which enjoyed multi-platinum success. My, my whole life has been music. I could not imagine anything else. A bandmate as well as a son, Wolfgang Van Halen actually had an excellent relationship with his father. He joined the band as bassist in 2006, going on tour and releasing the studio album A Different Kind of Truth with his dad in 2012. Wolfgang lamented the loss of his father on Twitter not long after his passing. I can't believe I'm having to write this, but my father, Edward Lodwig Van Halen, has lost his long and arduous battle with cancer this morning. He was the best father I could ever ask for. Every moment I've shared with him on and off stage was a gift. I love you so much, Pop. Allison Chains guitarist and co-lead vocalist William Duvall also said goodbye to his friend Eddie on Twitter. Unbelievable. Hard to imagine a world without you in it. So many treasured memories attached to your music, your sound, your image, your attitude. No doubt the memories and mourning will continue to lament the sad death of Eddie Van Halen in the coming days. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast out of Indie Music TV in Ron Conkerman, Long Island. Um, got a special show tonight. Unfortunately, uh, we lost one of the great music icons um, in the world. Eddie Van Halen passed away a couple of days ago. So we thought, you know, even though it's a wrestling show, we thought it was important that we know what Eddie meant to us. And uh, first, I want to welcome owner of Indie Music TV and uh, blues icon. Can I call you a blues icon, Mr. Chris Patty? I appreciate that. Icon, I don't know about, but thank you very much. And thank you for coming in and being able to talk with us about Eddie at this time. Um, To the right is uh, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Greetings, everybody. Good evening. What's happening, Mike, besides the obvious? Yep. Um... I just like to welcome you guys. You know, I never really formally got to do that. We're thrilled about your show. We're thrilled to have you here. Congratulations on your success, and we're just Thank happy you. to be part of what you guys are doing. And, and I, we, we, we love you guys. We think you're great. So. And ditto here. We've got Same. Matt at the board. You've treated us with utmost respect, and uh, we love being here. We love you guys. We enjoy our time. But uh, anyway. Yeah, you'll forgive me. I'm kind of... Uh shell-shocked right now uh we lost the soundtrack of our youth that's the soundtrack to our youth is eddie van halen uh eddie was not only the greatest of his time at his instrument but there were so many different reasons for it 
Technically, he had no peer. We all know this. The first time we heard the finger tapping, there may have been a few guitar players who had messed with it a little bit, but Eddie took it and made it his own and, and made it a sound that everybody else wanted to try to be like. Eddie was an original, a true original. So when he plugged in, you knew it was Eddie Van Halen. One of the other other things that made him so great was is, is that he had pop sensibility, and that's what separates him from so many of the other great metal guitar players from the 80s or hard rock guitar players. Eddie had a sense of, of pop. Eddie, Eddie could write jump. Eddie could write, you know, even at the very beginning when they did the cover of The Kinks, You've Really Got Me, he understood the formula. Get in, get out, uh, an insane guitar solo in the middle, some great choruses. Eddie, Eddie understood it all. And he basically was Mozart on guitar. Um, I've thought about over the last day or so since hearing of his passing. You know, he was only 65. And this is a strange thought, but my father's hero growing up was Sinatra. Now, my father was about 17, 18 when Frank was doing his thing. And I thought about it, and my father lost Frank when my father was in his 50s. And here we are in our 50s, and we lost Eddie. Um... The only difference is at least Frank got to, you know, about 80 years old. Eddie left us way too soon. The greatest guitar player of his generation, and I could go on and on about all the memories we have, you know, just getting familiar with girls in junior high and mm. listening to Van Halen and David Lee Roth telling us how awesome girls are <laughs> and, and Eddie soloing and the sound of that, that youthful exuberance and energy that Van, Hal- Van Halen had, especially with David Lee Roth. Sorry, folks, but that's how I feel about that. The greatest, the greatest of his generation. Chris, thoughts? You know, it's, it's funny. I mean, I like to consider myself kind of a tough guy manly kind of guy but i have to say it, it did bring me to tears sure. when, I, when i heard it and i remember even when i remember when michael jackson died it was the same kind of thing like i actually felt overcome mm-hmm. like and i wasn't really close with either one of them you know i have a lot of friends that have worked with especially michael jackson mm-hmm. a lot of friends that worked with him uh closely and in fact i worked with michael's older sister eb i did an album with her but uh, Eddie Van Halen, a lot of close friends of mine, one of my closest friends. Uh, I've been a mentor to, lived across the street from Eddie. So I used to go to his house in Mulholland Drive, and I used to hear Eddie playing all the time. And, and Eddie also used to uh, be out here in, um, in um, Port Jefferson. So when he first uh, developed cancer of the tongue, he was getting treatments at Stony Brook University. And he used to go to a place called uh, Pace's Steakhouse. I used to see him there all the time, very regular guy, kind of on the quiet side. You know, but uh, a gentle soul. But, you know, there's there's Van Halen as the group, and then there's Eddie as the icon, guitar genius. You know, and my thing as being a musician for so many years, as much as I believe in virtuosity and all that, the thing I love about those guys, they never took themselves too seriously. And as much as I think Sammy Hagar was great, and I think that when he replaced David Lee Roth, technically, you know, maybe he's a better singer, but at lost that can't be... You know, Eddie was like, look at this. And he would just play something insane, but didn't take it seriously. So it was just entertainment. It wasn't masturbatory. It wasn't all, you know, oh, we're so great. Look at us. It was just great entertainment. But at the same time, it was brilliant on so many levels. Marketing-wise, the songs, like you mentioned, the gym, the hooks, amazing hooks, Mm -hmm. great production, great playing. I mean, Alex Van Halen as well. I saw them live the last time. Alex Van Halen. I saw them on the comeback tour with um, 
with uh, uh, when David Lee Roth first got in the band. First of all, the guy had abs like a 12, like a 15-year-old. Yeah. I don't know how he did it at 60 True. years old. True. I'm looking at the guy with no shirt and going, that can't be real. What are they, photoshopping in real time? <laughs> the guy looked amazing. He had insane energy on stage. He sang every note perfectly. Mm. The band was amazing. And Alex Van Halen did this drum solo. And they had like 10 cameras. And they had it all sequenced to his, he's doing this, camera left, right, top. And it was sequenced perfect like the, the the camera people and the sound people knew exactly what he was going to play in that solo i've never seen anything that good in my life it blew me away and this was towards the end of their reign you know mm-hmm. this was probably 2006 2007 yeah, something about like the that right time. Yeah. but uh you know just a brilliant iconic group I mean, the tapping, I don't know if a lot of people know, it started with flamingo guitar players, Spanish guitar players. Eddie took that style, Mm -hmm. and he put it on electric and changed the whole feel and the whole sound and basically inspired a generation of guitar players that inspired a generation of guitar players that inspired a generation. We're third generation now into Van Halen's legacy, in my opinion. Yeah. You can't say enough about the guy. I don't even want, want, I don't want it to be lost either. While it was not exactly popular when Eddie started to concentrate on piano, I just listened to, you know, right now on the way over here, that piano work is brilliant. That song is brilliant. The lyrics are brilliant. And even though I wasn't a fan of, as they call it, Van Hagar, although I did like a few songs, there was some gems in those, you know, them there hills. I think he had four more platinum albums with Sammy after the first six with David. Right. So he just adapted, changed... You know, he changed the sound. Sammy was the perfect fit for that change in sound. You know, they went to the well one time too many with Gary Sharon, but that's another story. You know, I have to say that, but that's just because that's the truth. You know, but in general, Eddie's brilliance just repeated over and over again. He would reinvent himself. And I thought his piano playing, his keyboard playing was quite amazing. And it added a whole, you know, because Eddie really, as much as, you know, the the rock and roll trio, you know, sound with bass, drums, and guitar or whatever, Mm -hmm. He wanted to add other elements to it, but also was a smart business guy and realized there was a sound, there was a look, and he didn't want to mess with that too much. So in keeping with what you said, he added just enough in the keyboards where he could go over and play the keyboard part live and then play the guitar, and and, uh, it didn't lose, it didn't all of a sudden become something else. Where they would lose their core audience and go, where, where are they going with this now? Now there's keyboards and is there going to be horns? And no, he kept true to his the elements that they that they made so successful. But they but they also expanded on it. I think in a, a brilliant but minimalistic way, which I think was great to enhance the the minimalistic point. Eddie was one of the few guitar players when he would do a guitar solo. Usually on guitar solos, you will hear guitar rhythm tracks to enhance and support the, the muscle of it. Not here, baby. You'd hear Michael Anthony, Alex, and Eddie soloing. There was usually not a rhythm guitar behind it. That's how powerful his lead capabilities were. He could fill up the whole thing. He didn't need the extra. You know, Jimmy Page would sit there and put a million, you know, other guitars in there. But that's that's well, his approach. Eddie Van Halen was brilliant at playing rhythm and then lead and rhythm and then lead. Kind of like different genre, but like Stevie Ray Vaughan, the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He did not have rhythm underneath the whole song and then solo over the top. Right. No, that guy was used to being in a club live. Just him, bass player, and drums, and maybe right. a keyboard player if you're lucky. The so they approach. had to fill in. Right. And, and Eddie was from the same school. He right. was able to do both. Yep. And it just, you know, he's just... On every level, a great musician. And you're the one who got me into Van Halen, so it's all your fault. Well, if anyone's tuning in right now, um, on the dais is the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow, who's part of the band Wisteria Hall. 
uh, Wisteria Hall uh, sings our theme song, Riding High, and you could get their music on Spotify, uh, Reverb Nation, or wherever music is sold. And then Chris Patty, who owns this station, is also a blues icon who's had a top 15 album in blues, right? Yeah. Can you tell the fans a a little bit about yourself? Sure. I mean, uh, I actually started as a drummer. And played disco bands in the late 70s. I was like 13 years old. They would bring me in the kitchen because I was too young to actually be in the club. So they'd bring me through the kitchen. And I had an older brother who's a great guitar player. My brother, John, played with Edgar Winter for years. And, mm. and yeah, he replaced Rick Derringer. Hello. In fact, he's written for Rick Derringer. Um, yeah, incredible nice. guitar player. So I was playing the drums, but I was always secretly a guitar player. So once he moved out of the house, I was like, great, now I can play guitar. And I'm, he's not going to hit me in the head, you know. So. Who are you, Eddie? <laughs> This this was this was the story of Eddie. Very similar they, they story. They like switch. Eddie was a drummer originally, and Alex was the guitar player, and they switched. That's so, right. Okay. That's can, right. Okay. Can, can I ask you, sure. each of you, what what were your greatest memories of Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen? We're all in the same age range. Mm-hmm. Do you have a specific memory about Van Halen or Eddie Van Halen? You mean like the music? The music, maybe a moment, anything. I have a little. The first time I heard uh, Van Halen, the first album, I think it was '78, and my my second oldest brother, I have two older brothers and a sister, had moved out, and I went to his house, and I walked in, and they were playing music, and I listened, and I was like, I said, "Who is that guitar player?" And my brother was like, "There's this new guitar player. His name is Van Halen. He's going to be like the biggest thing." And I sat and I listened to the whole album, and I'm like, almost pulled my hair out. I was like, "Wow." He's like an Alan Holsworth rock guitar player. I don't know if you know who Alan Holsworth is. He's mm-hmm. a jazz guitar player. Very big influence on Eddie Van Halen. One of his idols was Alan Holsworth. Famous. He played with uh, a lot of the jazz guys that you may or may not know. But uh, I remember, I must have been, let's see, 78, so I was 16. And I heard that record, and I was like, that guy is unbelievable. First time I heard Eruption, I was like, mm-hmm. it's classical, <laughs> it's jazz, it's rock. It's flamingo. It's but it's not any of those. Right. It's it really was unique, and just he nailed every note. The tone was amazing. It was it was distorted, but it had punch. It wasn't just a buzzy sound. Everything about it, I was like that guy. Wow, and that was ever since then. That was my first time I ever heard him, and he blew my mind. I do believe that they are the greatest. I I was thinking about this quite a bit today. I think Van Halen is the greatest American. Hard rock, hard rock band in the history of th- this country. Because I, I was thinking about it, the only other band that I could come up with who deserves to be like maybe a, maybe a debate is Aerosmith. However, this is where that, yeah. this is where it differentiates. Though Joe Perry was very much like a Jimmy Page type. No one was like Eddie. No one was like Eddie. Eddie was absolutely the pioneer of his sound. He redefined so the instrument. Right, that's fact, the difference. There's a know? famous quote from Frank Zappa saying. Thank you, Eddie, for reinventing the electric guitar. Nice. And he basically Zappa, did. Zappa's I mean, genius. to me, there was there's Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. and then there's Eddie Van Halen, and then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because you take even Joe Satriani and, right. and, and Steve Vai, and those guys are great, and I know sure. them well, but they were very influenced by Eddie when he first came out. Everybody was like... What's he doing? I gotta figure that out. How how's he getting that sound? You know, he influenced everybody. I mean, Ingway Mousteam, you know, George Lynch, all those guys. They all really owe a lot to Eddie Van Halen. You know, Eddie Van Halen really just. Well, I'll come. I'm coming at it from a different angle, right? So I, I'm not a musician, as you know. I've loved music 
can't play anything lick. That's why I'm always in awe. Of you always guys had like good yourself. taste, though. You right. turned me on to so many great bands when we were kids. But I, you know, I was always an athlete. But the one thing I will talk about is like Eddie Van Halen. Like, remember Valerie Valerie Bertinelli, man? The guy sure. had the hottest girl. Yes, he did. Remember? And you're like, this yep. guy's got it all, right? Yeah. And I would think about, like, girls you would date or girls we were hung around, right? Mm-hmm. They all loved David Lee Roth. Oh. They all loved they Eddie loved Van Eddie Halen. They loved Eddie more than David. Yeah. Hey, was the most popular, you know, guy in high school to a lot of these girls. Go on. And I think, you know, on a, on a simple matter, like uh, Chris, you were saying, like, it was just good time music. I can remember driving yeah. in our car, singing along, right. everybody just having a blast. Right. I can remember each each person taking a line, right? Not yes. too complicated. Wow, you remember that yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And it was like everybody knew the words. And right. it, it, it just, um, I felt a couple of days ago, we lost a huge part of our youth. Like, my mortality hit me in my face. Yeah. Like, we knew that Eddie was can, sick for like, a long time, I, right? I, I and. Almost 20 years. Yeah, and, you know, you just figure sooner or later, the the cancer's going to get you, right, no matter what. And uh, it just... Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it, was, it, it was hard. It's hard. It's, like I said, a part of my youth was ripped away it from me. Ripped Tuesday. away. That's, that's the perfect way of saying it. Hey, before we close out on the great Eddie Van Halen, um, and I see you have it here, so I do, I do want to know, what's your va- favorite Van Halen song ever? Wow. Um... Ever, if you have to pick one, boy, I, it's rough. <laughs> I, it is rough, but I'm, I'm rough. It's probably the one that's. Mo- it's you know, again, I've, I've been listening to Sirius Radio and the, you know the the Van Halen tribute channel they just put on. So mm-hmm. you you kind of forget about some of the old songs, like because you don't hear them all. Well, like the time. somebody call me a doctor. Well, yeah, I love well, that song. well the, the thing is, like, I listen to a lot of new music or, you know, I'm, I'm into all genres of music. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't tell you I listen to classic rock on a regular basis, right? right? But God knows I love Van Halen. But, sure. Um, I'm going to probably, I'm... This is tough for you. Look at this. You're struggling. You Man, know, I've is. got mine already. Um, so. I've got mine, too. Yeah, I You got guys go already. first. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Well, you know, I, I mentioned first hearing Van Halen music, but the first time I ever saw them, a video of them, was Panama. And that video, and just watching the live performance and hearing that song for the first time, yeah. that's just the hook of that song. Yes. Talk about fun. I mean, mm. that to me is bottled eternal youth, that song and that video. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, so for me it's very nostalgic, but... They're, they're just, they captured something in that video and that song that is a perfect, it's just a perfect fit. So for me, that's, you know, there's lots of hot for teacher. You know, there's a million songs that I love that are catchy ones where there's great guitar solos. But I think Panama is the one that sticks out for me. How about you, Jimmy? Well, for me, the, the f- most charming feature to me that I pulled from Van Halen was their early attitude. They had an attitude in their music. You could feel their swagger and their energy level and their ballsiness. My favorite song from Van Halen comes off, I do believe it's the first record, Atomic Punk. Mm -hmm. That song, to me, shows all the muscle that this band could flex. And what I love about it is it's got killer riffs, but it also he somehow throws in the, the tapping and the craziness it's the perfect package. The song gets in and gets out, and David Lee Roth is never at his 
warm machismo best. He's just unbelievable on that song. And there's nothing, when you say, co- like, you know, there's nothing cocky about it. There's nothing pretentious about it. It's more like a matter of it's fact. It's raw talent. Right. And confidence just in the fact that they knew, they just, they were just with the music. They weren't mm-hmm. trying to impress anybody. They weren't trying to be something they weren't. They just were so damn good at what they did that they just reeked and exuded confidence. And, of course, that's what makes rock and roll sexy. That's what, mm. why girls want to be with rock and roll guys. How about Because they're harmonies? just confident because they're great. How about their harmonies? My God. When Michael Anthony and Eddie would step up to that microphone. It was great. That, it was those, simple, those but it was, it was exactly right. What smoothest yeah. harmonies. Yeah. Ice cream man. Mm. <laughs> Jamie's you? crying. Jamie's crying. You know, Jamie. Uh, I, might go, I might go with Ain't Talking About Love. Oh, wow. What a great song. Um, just like I told you before. Or Right Now. Right Now is a great, great, great song. Yes, that is with Sammy, but man, that's a great song. I, you know, there's so many to choose from. The first one I ever heard, was you, it was you. you. You put on... Now, Mike at the time had things that I didn't have, and boy, did I want them. He had the <laughs> portable radio yes. that you could carry around. We yeah. all remember those, and it yeah. had a cassette player on it. Right. And I'll never forget this. We're going for a walk. We, maybe we're going over to your girlfriend's house at the time, whatever. And he pulls out a cassette. I was like, what's this? He goes, it's Van Halen. I says, what's that? And he puts it in, and the first thing I hear is, And and running with the devil starts. I lost my mind. And he's walking like this with the radio. And I'm going, man, I want one of these. (laughs) I was like, I'll never forget. That's the stuff I remember. I remember that like yesterday. That's the stuff I remember. It brought me back. Wow. What a beginning to a song, too. Oh, my God. Talk about Hi, guys. Here we are. Here's our first tune. We're going to kick the crap out of everybody. Pay attention. You know, you know, before we end it, the one thing I wanted to say, too, is I saw them at the beach a couple of years ago. Mm. David certainly doesn't have the the, the licks he used to have, Fair. right? But okay. What a great concert. Like, how much fun was that concert? Me and my wife were like, it was just a great, great time. And uh, What about that guy who got thrown out, though, trying to hop the fence? Oh, that? that was me. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Anyway, Mike, isn't that really what it's all? Isn't that what it's all about? When yeah. you're an entertainer, yeah. it's really not about impressing people with your virtuosity. Right. You know that you can play eight million notes. That was you know, a great and show. Really clean and great all that. But show. people just loved it for what it was. And yes, was it virtuistic? Yes. Was it great musically? Yes. But it was fun. Right. It was fun, and that talk about having a perfect, you know, act or perfect career. They were fun, but they were great music on every level. They, they had greatness, yep. and that's very rare. They never really ever very got rare. never got in trouble, really. No, right? not really. Had no, normal problems, really. just like everybody else: divorces, right. breakups, right. sickness. Right. Anyway, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. We all lost a part of our lives yep. a couple of days ago. Thank you for what you've done. I mean, we in our age bracket, we've seen a lot. And, you know, I got to tell you, in a lot of cases, we're more privileged than a lot of people. We've seen the dawn of computers. We've seen the dawn of electronic music. We've seen old music, new music. And, again, you know, a lot of times I used to think back, like, if I could start over, what generation would I take? I think uh, we we, We we were born in the right time, We had a really, really good time. And and let me really clear it up. We grew up with Beethoven, and Beethoven just passed away. Yeah. Can't it's say real, much more really than that. that simple, you know. 
Right, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Live your life like there's no tomorrow. Love you, Eddie. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialists. 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631 631- 390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Seen every Thursday, produced at Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. Monty Nefaro can be seen on YouTube Monty Nefaro page, Facebook Live Monty Nefaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor, Twitch TV Monty Nefaro page, and also the new All Access Sports Network, Thursdays from 8 to 9 p.m. and Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Our cable channel, Channel 115, you could catch us in the consolidated, is that a better word? Yeah, you did okay. Uh, version of this show on Tuesdays from 7. The time has changed from 7 to 7.30. And from early risers, uh, 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. on Saturdays. We're also seen on Channel 20 at Friday at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's this Friday. That's a few hours from now. So for all you partiers, you could get your fill on Monty and Faro. Um So who are we on now after Dr. Punce? I don't know. Because we had Dr. Passes, now we got Dr. Punce? Yeah, (laughs) we we were talking earlier. We we used to be on at 8.30, and Dr. Dr. Passes Gas Gas was on before (laughs) us. And we always enjoyed watching that and making fun of it. And now we don't know who to, you know, now wow, we I just really started at that, 7 o'clock. That wine so. episode where he was tasting all the wines. That was great. I love that, that episode. so interesting. It is. It's oh, a good episode. So tell us about the Pinot Noir. No, doctor. Tell us about your gas. Pass his gas. The dentist who drinks wine. <laughs> can't, can't beat it, brother. Um, I want to think. I want to thank Chris Patty for coming in here, owner of the station. What great insight! It's amazing, right? You guys are great musicians, both of you. So it's great to sit back as a fan and hear two great musicians discuss music. It was pretty impressive. Um, Anyway, oh, that was rough. We had a big weekend last Saturday. we had Barry Horowitz in studio. Oh, yeah, that did what are your happen. thoughts on Barry? Barry Horowitz turned out to be a fantastic guest. He was an, a great listen. Oh yeah, you know when I listened back to uh, you know critique us. You yes, know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fantastic guest. I really enjoyed having him here. I thought he was awesome. Your thoughts on Barry? I, um, I think he surprised you. I was. First of all, I was so happy. He's a big fan of the show. That that like that's that always, always gets you going. That's right away. always cool. Yeah. Um, that's and man, awesome. boy, you're right. 
full of fire, oh, yeah. ready to talk, yeah. not holding anything back. Oh, no. Boy, did that guy hate he, the Ultimate he Warrior, boy. like the Ultimate Warrior I was like, woof. It was like, wow. But I'll tell you what, we could have had like a three-hour interview, and it would have continued as being as good as it was. Yeah, he was he was high-octane. Great guest. And then well, we speaking had, of high-octane. Tommy Wildfire Rich. Dude. Thoughts on that? You said something interesting to me the other day. I, uh, you said you realize that Tommy Wildfire Rich is one of your top ten best favorite wrestlers. Didn't you say that? No, I was saying he's one of our all-time favorite faces from those days, probably yeah. because we didn't get to see too much of right. him. And uh, he didn't come across to me as, as backland irritating as a good guy, I guess. I always thought Tommy Rich was a pretty big guy physically. Yeah. I didn't think of him as a smaller guy. You know? Well, you know, the, you I know. always took him very seriously. Yeah, but you could tell the dude didn't lift weights. Like, you, you remember, he was always okay, very that's soft. Fair. Okay. He was soft, right? Soft? Yeah. Soft. I don't consider that soft. I just considered him naturally big. Because if you look at. No, Cowboy... big guy. Don't get me well, wrong. What about but, Cowboy but... Bob Orton? He wasn't all defined. That's not soft. No. No. He wasn't defined. You know what? That's a good point. You know what that's I'm getting good. at? That's a good he point. He was just big, raw boned southern guy. You're right. You're right. You're you right. You know? Um, what I did, you know, was, I, I got to admit, though. We don't mark out very much anymore, right? At all, really. We've kind of become pretty hard into this whole business, mm-hmm. you know. And forced, forced, forced. By the way, not really something we wanted to wind up being, but this is what we are. But I do admit, I when what did I say to you? I come walking in and I'm like, "There's a guy who just pulled up in the parking lot. It looks just like Tommy Wildfire Rich." <laughs> I was excited. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Now he was great. It was funny as that was approaching. Mm-hmm. I became very excited. Yeah. And, and he did and, not and disappoint. No, he either. didn't. You he just did hit on that. Not head. disappoint. He was awesome. Great. And, and then last but not least, we had <laughs> hey, your hey, friend hey, and mine, hey, Mr. Hey, Marty Janetti in studio. Yeah. Thoughts on Marty? Yeah, the yeah. third time yeah, having Marty on. Didn't he? There you go. Well, there lies a problem. So let me get, can I air on an issue of <laughs> Matt? If you could get the microphone, I'd like you to weigh in on this too, bro. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's go. All right, I'm gonna explain a little something. So Marty Janetti was in here. Marty Janetti, famous WWE wrestler. Yeah. This is his third time in studio. Yeah. You could tell we have somewhat of a relationship. Yeah. Um, somewhat. <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Not sure if Marty's a big fan of mine, yeah, right? Yeah, but well, just fine. It's maybe, all good. But here lies, here lies the problem I have, guys. On air, Marty's there. He starts talking, you know, starts talking his feelings about how he was going to be raped and how young men were give, getting, getting, let me make that clear, oral for money from this owner of this bowling alley. Or who, someone who worked at the, right, at the counter Attempted to rape. And he went into full detail, and tell me if I'm wrong, Matt Farrow, right. how he murdered this guy for trying to molest him. Is that accurate? Yeah. No. It, 100% accurate. Now, that was what it boiled down to, and it was a little bit more disturbing the way he put it, but... So, as a producer, you listen to it, you really don't know the story. You start hearing this guy confessing on air that he murdered someone. What were your thoughts? I was just shocked. I was like, oh, oh come on. I know what your thoughts were. How much is the reward? Come on. You were thinking about it. You were like, I wonder if this guy's worth five grand. What, what the fuck? Hello, Suffolk County? <laughs> well, okay. So, let's speak about this. So, this is Marty's first interview about that subject, That's right? Yeah. Farrell presents the question. Yeah. It's yeah. the first interview. He he basically admits to murdering this guy. And he tells a story how the cops got on him about this. So then he said it was a storyline. But on this show, he then continually kept talking how he killed this guy. That it wasn't a work, right? It wasn't fake. Little do we know, 
I'm looking through two days later. I'm home, got okay. a little time, right? kind of cut some stuff for YouTube. I'm like, all right, let me look at this Marty interview because I didn't get a chance to watch it. Let me cut it a little bit, right? Um, I needed to get a clip of something because I was going to do a little clip of his statement, right? Right. I look it up, and there's a whole bunch of news articles. Every dirt sheet out there, paper. And what do they do? They give another show the credit. Because he was on another show the next, 24, 48 hours yeah, later, after. Right, after. And the guy watches our show and asks him the same question, and he gets the same story. And the and all the papers are reading, Marty Janetti admits to murder, as seen on... This other guy's show. Fucking... I'm going to say his name. <laughs> fucking Hannibal. <laughs> How dude. you doing, other guy? <laughs> Hannibal's another wrestling show. Okay? He's bigger than us. We got it. Right? Fair enough? I already fell asleep when you said Hannibal. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. But he's bigger than Boring! us. Boring! Go on. But he got Go on. the street cred. <laughs> of course. For this. That's because he's got How hep. fucking Because he's got hep. What's wrong with you? Matt, weigh in, dude. He paid his dues. I'm... Go ahead, Matt. Follow that up. <laughs> wow. I mean, it sounds like they didn't do the follow journalism thing and follow through with the story. Why because... would they... That would take effort. Yeah. What are you thinking? Stop making sense. I it, well, it's, it's, it's unfair. You know, I you know do that. can someone give us a little love? No! Give us just a little. Monty and who? <laughs> who, the, who the fuck Monty? Bro, this is not the first time. This is like no, the second, No, it's like second, the 20th third, time. 20th time. Like the 20th time. They steal our set. They steal our shtick. They try to steal our commentary. They try to order a fedora from you. Yes. What are you talking about? Oh, I my God. Anymore. Anyway, Citizens uh. Beeswax, he's a fan of the show. <laughs> okay, I like that. He man. says we're the conquistadors of professional <laughs> wrestling podcasting. We're I broadcast, be, by Wait a minute, way. should I be happy about that? I don't the, know. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? Wait a minute. The, what the conquistadors? Yeah, like, is that is that a knock? I think it might it be. It might be a knock, I, right? What the frank, bro? You could have at least said Rods and Estrada. <laughs> what the hell? That's pretty funny, though, Conquistadors. He's got, I, a, he's got a sense of humor. That's funny. If you were to say, what would, if you had to put us in what, that. What, who are we? Who are we? Oh, my God. Not the Conquistadors. Oh, wow. I don't know. I would have to think about that. Well, why, do you have an idea who we are? Sure. Who, what? Fuji and Saito. Fuji and Saito? How the hell did we become Fuji and Saito? I, I, I don't see that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I thought you were going to say right. Rex and King. Maybe, maybe Moondogs. <laughs> the Moondogs. You, you're King. You know what? Oh, I'm my go. God. West Connection. Ventura and Adonis. Wait a minute. We could go with that. But you have the... You had the body and I'm... And Adonis lost his! What are you talking about? That wouldn't work either. Anyway. Wow, what are we? Anyway, it would, you know what, Hannibal? Kevin Owens it's and like, Sammy Zayn? <laughs> Hannibal, if you're out there, brother, which I know what? you are, uh, can you yeah. please, like... Stop watching us. Get original. Yeah, get original, Do bro. something on Seriously. your own. Getting a little old. You know? Getting uh, a little old. I don't care what you... Whatever, man. Whatever. Hey. So last night, what? vice presidential debate. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch it? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Is that a fly? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. Okay. I didn't see the debate because you know how I feel about the, the right. liars committee on all, all sides, but I heard about this fly. There was a fly. Well, first of all, for fans that don't know, the vice presidents are the vice president elect and the vice president. And the names are is uh, what's their names is 
You had Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Kamala, not Killicon, Kamala. Kamala Harris versus Pence. Mike Pence, the right. vice president. Okay. So they're going back and forth. They're jostling. Whatever. It was It was actually a decent they debate. jostling? We'll jostle. We'll Did they jostle. wear masks? Hard to, Did no they masks. wear masks? No masks. They didn't wear no. masks. But they were socially distanced. How the heck did they, they agree to distanced. that? I'm not going to him. He's not wearing a mask. But I will tell you. Okay. Midway through, maybe midway through. Okay. Matt, did you catch that? A fly lands on Penn's head. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Now, wait a minute. Now, hold on. I didn't see it. Right. Still haven't seen it. Okay. How big was the fly? Big. Well, like, like a was horseshoe that... fly? What are we talking Matt, was about? Was it that big? Or was like it close to the green flies? Hair? Like, showed it. It was like one of those like, medium-sized like, horseshoe flies. Like, Medium-sized. But like. It's going to bug you out. Right. Now, Pence has a receding hairline, so where did this land? Right right below the... Uh... It kind of traveled, actually. <laughs> yes. It, it, it went yes. on one side and went, uh, traveled across to he the wasn't, other. He wasn't... The fly wasn't singing like, food around the corner, food around the corner. He wasn't you doing that. The point of the matter, you're the in volume. a debate, right? <laughs> what What is wrong with someone just going onto the stage, like you're a producer, <laughs> and getting the fly off this fucking guy's That's head? Unbelievable. You would think they'd have a stage manager just waving yes! his hair. Yeah, yes! More yes! importantly, how, where the hell was security? How did that fly get on his head in the first place? Dude, it was so... Shouldn't they have all apprehended the fly? It was so distracting. I'm, I'm so confused. It was so distracting, you couldn't even hear the points of the two contenders. Like, I couldn't even concentrate. Wow. It's like, get this idea. fucking fly off this... Th- so that, that's what we learned last night. Yeah! They had a debate, and we were hoping for answers on, on conflicting... Opposing views, and all we got out of it was there was a fucking fly. Well, no, That's actually, at the I... end of it, you want to talk how screwed up this country is getting? What happened? They focused on Pence's oh. eye. Yeah. Because it looked like he had pink eye. Okay. And they're like, oh, pink eye is a sign of the coronavirus. <laughs> Everybody go. knows that. So okay. does he have the coronavirus? Right. And they, and they do like a close-up of this dude's eye. I know the fly didn't get in his eye. That's a good point. How do we know? Maybe he was a makeup guy. Oh, this guy's is on. ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, not, all I'm saying is this: there's me. nothing wrong with a producer coming over and slapping the fly off his head. That's all I'm trying to Chris say. Chris would have. Yeah, Chris or Matt, they would have. Matt, if I had a fly and... on my head and I didn't know, you you swap that shit right off. <laughs> yeah, I, I would tell you you got a fly on your head. I'm flying over. You'd not. You'd not. <laughs> So what we've learned here is a couple of things, right? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Is Marty Jannetty admitted to murder on our show, but we didn't get any street cred for it. <laughs> Why would right? we? Go on. And the what vice president got a fly on his head. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I feel so much smaller And now, what do we got, 26 days until the election? The <laughs> oh, vote? The final vote? God. What we, are you talking we's... about? They're mailing in from Ethiopia. You haven't heard <laughs> What are you talking about? People have been illegally voting for months. <laughs> I voted for six times. I can't anymore. This is going to be a big clusterfuck. And then, oh, yeah. And it's going to go to courts. You're going to see. It's this is not going to be like okay, and the winner is. Look, I'm not, right, I'm not looking to pick. I'm not looking to pick sides. It's not going to happen. Either I'm not side, looking, neither side's going to. But concede. hold on, I'm not looking to pick sides here. But right. Say Biden. Say Biden wins, right? Oh, okay. Does, uh, and Trump, refu- way, and Trump refuses <laughs> and refuses to step oh, down. You no, know that's gonna happen. What kind of if that happens? If, what kind of mess is this gonna be? Oh, it's gonna be a big hot mess. And here's the best part: you know who takes over during that period? Who? Don't you? That kooky crackhead lady in the, that's always talking, Pelosi. Oh, great! She'll be like, "Okay, I was thinking about it. Let's uh, 
You know, forget it. Right. This is a, this is a, right, this is I, scary. Can I be qu- quite honest on yeah, this? All right, I'm going to be straight. By the Not, way, no, they all scare me, all sides. But no screwing around. So I ain't taking this. sides. They all frighten me. So okay? Biden, and Matt, you can weigh in on this too, bro, because yeah. you're young and you're the future of this nation. And I'm being 100% serious here. He is? That's a lot of pressure. Biden, I think, him. is like 78, okay. right? And President Trump is 74, 74 something right? Like that. Something like that. So would it be fair to me? Would it be fair for me to say <laughs> that both gentlemen have quite the possibility not to make it for their four years? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's why this vice president debate was a little bit more important because everyone <laughs> knew that uh, the vice president might need to step up during <laughs> the, the next uh, right. The last man standing card might get pulled. Yeah. Yeah. So oh boy. there you go. That's my whole point. It's like that that debate was really, really important because those are the possible two presidents of the United States. Matt, does that bother you, by the way? Have you seen any younger candidates like, you know, I, you know, like a Rubio? Or, does anybody younger do anything for you? Do you get frustrated when you see these older, you know, candidates? I, I do like some of the younger candidates. I, I I mainly like the candidates who, you know, seem to care about their people and rather about getting just the vote. Yada, yada, typical government stuff. Right. But um, I'm, I'm not such a fan. No. Not yeah, you're not too thrilled with these choices, in other words. No. Yeah. We had Bill Clinton when we were young. Bill Clinton came along Listen, playing the can... saxophone on Late Night with that, David yeah, Letterman. Right. We were like, I'm yeah. voting for him. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. we, we gravitated. Smart. The Smart. youth gravitated to Bill Clinton. Well, you could always write in the fly. Back Maybe then. the fly will win. The fly. Yeah. Well, the fly didn't say anything controversial. <laughs> no, he did. You know, I kind of agree with the fly on a lot of stances. He, he kept... I'm voting for the fly. <laughs> the fly. <laughs> All right, man. So another icon in this sport uh, celebrated... 30 years in the business, Chris Jericho. Wow. 30 years, one of your all-time favorites. One You've of, always been a huge yeah, Jericho one of guy. Yeah, all-time favorites. And before you, before you weigh in, I just want to – I'm going to make a statement to you, and I just thought about this a couple of days ago. Yeah? I'm scared for the WWE. You should be the way I, going. I, I have a feeling – I'm not like, thrilled with them at all. AEW okay. is gaining way, way too much momentum now. I'm starting to get really worried. Here's what's weird. I agree with the end result of what you said, but it's actually, to me, the opposite. It's not that AEW is gaining ground necessarily as much as WWE is losing ground. AEW is not propelling their ratings into anything higher to make us go, oh, look, you know, they're not getting $2 million. They're not. It's nothing like that. It's the WWE who are used to having two, three, four. In better days, five, six million, you know, now they're dropping and dropping and dropping. They're right. the ones who are falling towards AEW. I don't see AEW necessarily taking over, but if this keeps going the way it is, they're going to be equals. And that, to me, would be a very bad well, reflection Jericho, on the state of wrestling. Jericho, Jericho nothing's was, big time right now, in my mind. Jericho was on Busted Open, and he was saying the WWE is more worried about AEW than they are about their own show. So they purposely put on NXT to screw with their ratings. Jericho feels if NXT wasn't up against them, they mm-hmm. would have numbers to rival Raw right now. I don't agree with that. I think people DVR, and I think the same people that watch in like an NXT-type product, for the most part, watch AEW. I also think that those people who do watch the NXT and AEW product consistently probably don't watch Raw and SmackDown. 
So it has changed. There's different types of wrestling fans now. Right. Not just one kind who will tune in and watch all of them. There are right. some of those. That's me, you know. Yep. But this is the way it works nowadays, you know. I think NXT is the AEW equivalent, quite honestly. And if they're smart, they'll continue to c- compete with them that way. You well, know? I want to wish Chris Jericho a great he's 30 years. I love Incredible. Chris Jericho. He's and he's almost he's... like a good luck charm, right? Yeah, Left ECW, ECW to go to WCW, mm-hmm. was part of those wars, helped WCW, left WCW to WWE, probably had the greatest introduction to a wrestler oh, entering a federation. His right debut was point. one of the greatest, if not the greatest debut. It's All right, bro, greatest. I want you to weigh in on this. Braun Strowman likes needles. What? Braun Strowman posted a photo on Instagram, and it was included a syringe on the bathroom counter. What? He deleted the photo in a hurry and then explained himself. What? The former Universal Champion was just trying to show off his ripped abs. <laughs> then the sighting of a syringe made some fans <laughs> think the monst- monst- monster among men is on the juice. Oh, really? Oh, I'm a little surprised. He cleared things up, though. Did he? Yeah. Uh, how did he do that? It was that? just B12 shots. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, sure. Okay. For everyone trying to make a big it? deal about the the last no. posts I did delete, I take B12 shots every day because my body's super sensitive to caffeine, and I can only use I can only use so much without feeling like I'm having heart palpitations. Pay no attention to that syringe behind the curtain. <laughs> How about don't drink some caffeine? Yeah, what the? Nah. And why would you delete it? Then? Check out my ripped abs. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just put it in his ass right before he took the picture. No, you really like, think Braun Strowman's taking the gas? Is Braun it even Strowman? possible? Braun Strowman, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would it be impossible? Oh, because it's not allowed anymore. <laughs> like, I'll just go right around it. I take this thing called whatever. Is there something and... wrong with social media? It's like, I just took my shot of the gas, and I've got to take a selfie. I the, mean, you know what the best part though is? Is, is when he immediately pulls it back down and goes, "Oops, oh, 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 I meant to." That's that's hilarious. Hey, let's go back to 1973. Marty Jannetty's in that bowling alley, and social media's around there. And Facebook, he just hits his guy, the guy over the head with a brick. Just killed my boss, and him and his friends are holding the guy's head up. <laughs> Oh, better delete that. Yeah, the next day, lighting him on fire. You got the guy with the lighter. <laughs> hey! By the way, Marty's whole pattern, because I, I, I edited for Wait a minute, real cable. quick, though. Yeah, go ahead. Did you know, Pharaoh, that bones oh, don't was... burn? <laughs> <They're> <laughs> the fucking die. They, they don't burn right away. You got to burn them for a while. And by the way, if you want to catch these interviews, just go to the Monty the Pharaoh YouTube page or the Facebook page or Twitch. Yep. The full link shoots are there, and also the break. That's good. Yep. You would go yep. through the. No, it was funny. His pattern. His pattern was is, and I, I because I edited today. I saw the pattern of the story and, and the and the. the, the Can you explain the, people the what you're editing? Turns that you, why you're editing? So well, they we, know? we we cut down for a show on on cable, which is on a couple of times a week, as you right. stated earlier. So what we do is is we take the meat, the best the best you know thoughts and and uh, conversations, and and condense it, like you said, uh, we uh, shorten it or whatever. And uh, I was listening and editing with Bart today in the studio for the uh, Marty Cable version. And Marty started out by telling the story about how the guy, you know, offered him and all of this stuff, you know, wanted to, you know, get some for the weed or whatever, get a little sexual favor for the weed. He goes, and then he, <laughs> and then he, and then he said, he goes, and this is where the story ends for real. Because if you really pay attention in the editing, I could see what he was doing. Right. You know, he goes, this is where it ends for real because he went back inside. I was like, okay, everybody, stand by for the bullshit portion, because yeah. now comes the bullshit portion. Yeah, sure. 
I took me around back. You know, what he had just said, though, he was like, this is where the realness ends, and this is where the story. Right. You know, so he claims he took him around back, and he hit him with the brick and all this other shit. Right? And he was like, and I was like, yeah, but now you're saying it was a wrestling island because the cops got involved. Yeah. He goes, that's what I told him. So he basically he was like, it's a wrestling island. It's just a wrestling island. It's just a wrestling angle. So after he was done explaining that it wasn't real, then he goes back to, and then we lit him on fire. You know, we so don't really, like, we really did throw him in a river. No, we'll let him on fire. I let him on fire. Yeah. So at the end of the day, he said, it's not real. I didn't, you know, I just was playing everybody. But by the way, we lit the guy on fire. Right. And bones don't burn. Yeah, and bones don't burn. Did you know fast. bones don't burn? Yeah, bones don't burn that yeah. fast. You know. So I was just like, wow, that's... And that's by the way, what kind of... Do you think AEW is going to pick up that angle? No. <laughs> you know, I took as much stock in it as, as, I, as my, my grandfather did back in 1929. When they knew that everything was about to tank, that's how much stock I took in this. So the, w- like, oh, the WWE you know? just hired Marty Janetti as their head writer. What's your first angle? Well, <laughs> it's going to be about a guy in a bowling alley who rapes boys and then gets but, hit over the head with a brick, and I burn him. What do you think? No, but here's the here's the best. <laughs> I mean, what is this? What kind of storyline is? But here's it? the best part. If you're going to run with it, let's run with it. Let's run with it, man. Let's make this the. Stupidest thing ever. Right. Okay, I can see it too. Like there's Marty. He comes crashing into the live event and he's running. He's running because yeah. somebody's after him. Yeah. And then the guy comes in. Hold up there, Bubba boy. And he's got the big police badge on. I'm coming after you, dude. This is the worst story ever. It's it's a, <laughs> what this is. If I was the cops, I would have looked at him like, oh my god, you know, really? This is your story. Well, l- let me ask you this though. Why do you feel he even has to tell this story? Like, okay, he he tells a story, and then he gets kind of in trouble with the cops, oh, so he says there's a storyline, and you know he's still under investigation, I, yeah, I, right? Is he? I don't know. I have no idea. Dude, he flat out murdered. He flat out admitted to murdering someone on this program. Yeah, but you know what's funny though? If 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 they ever came and asked us uh, about this interview we had with yeah. him, they would say, "What do you think?" I say, "I have no fucking idea." You know what, what I'd say? Fuck. I have no idea what he thinks. I would say this. What? Go fucking ask Hannibal. After that, <laughs> let's go to commercial break. Oh, and then take a nap after listening to Hannibal. Jimmy, I got to take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hmm. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest, graphic design. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, seen every Thursday, produced at Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. Bro, I can't believe, but we're going really AEW heavy. All okay. right? I'm sorry to I'm say okay this, all that. right? Whatever, you know. So last night, you know, I got to give AEW credit, man. Go ahead. They brought back the dog collar match. Okay. So they had Brody Lee versus Cody, cannot use my last name because the WWE owns it, Rhodes. <laughs> 
All right. That's his name. Did I introduce him that way? <laughs> That's the way I introduced him. In this him. corner, Cody. I can't. And they the have name. this wicked ass dog collar match. Okay. What are your thoughts? Well, you know my thoughts. I didn't see it. So you have to tell me what my thoughts should be here. Should I be excited about this? I mean, was it really truly old school? Was it a great match? I mean, does Brody Lee make you go, I got I to watch this? It was really good, dude. It was. Whoa, it was what's this? It says here, Greg Valentine. Well, I was going to tell you right there. Greg Valentine was in the front row by himself. How could you not call Looking me? good, dressed in dapper. Okay. And, you know, because they kept on pushing, right, the greatest dog collar match ever, right, which we've talked about I on the I hope they show. didn't give him Mexican before. And, by the way, for fans out there, if you're interested in that, you could go to our Monty and Farrow YouTube page, and you could see the Greg Valentine interview where he actually discusses nice. uh, Piper and that. Sure. Um, so my point to you is... He wasn't chowing down Mexican food? He was not chowing down oh, okay. Mexican food. Okay. It was a very good dog collar match. Oh, well right. done. Cody Rhodes wins back the t- title, and it's Brody Lee. See you later. And guess who comes out to challenge Cody for next week for their one-year anniversary? Wow. Your friend of mine, Orange Cassidy. Oh, wow. Orange Cassidy versus Cody Rhodes next week for the, for the TNT championship. Yes. I'm all over it. What are they going to call that? Uh, uh, I fall asleep first match? What's Dude, the... I am so down on, on you are really down in on general. You are. I'm just down. I'm like the ratings are plummeting like a freaking you know down the shitter, and, and uh, there's no big stars. I'm sorry, They're, and everybody's a retread. I don't care what program I'm watching. I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. Where are the where are the fresh young stars to take us to new? Can you heights? kiss Michael Allen Nowhere. Rubin? Michael Allen Rubin Ugh. out there. He's a fan. Yes, right. Good guy. I'm aware of He Michael wants Allen to know, when Marty hit me, was it real? Can you tell him if oh, it was real? Oh, come on now. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm still explaining this all this time later. Yeah, that was real. Explain, was to, a... explain to the fans what happened between uh, well, us coming, and Marty. Coming from my end, and, and those on the inside know that this is the truth. I'm, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, uh, I can feel things are getting worse. Well, can worse. you explain what led up to that on the, the first? Well, sure. The first time that we booked Marty, Marty Gennetti, and he was our first uh, big-name star that yeah. we were bringing when we first started the show several years years back, uh-huh. we brought Marty in, and uh, just to make it real simple, Marty was not in his best state of mind. He was basically high as a kite, and uh, he was inebriated to the point you couldn't understand anything he was doing. Um, Which you can was, catch on our YouTube yes, page. Yes, you can. The destruction was, of Marty Genetic. It was absolutely frustrating. I, we were really rocked by that because this was our first experience. Yep. We were hoping for the best, but quite honestly, that day we got the worst. Mm-hmm. And it was it was, it was was really bad. So, like responsible wrestling uh, disc, disc jockeys that we are, we spent the next six months trashing him because we paid him for services and he came in and fucked it up. Yep. So we basically let him have it for about half a year, maybe even longer. I can't remember exactly. And then we brought him back because he wanted to, uh, you know, talk about it. Right. You know, so we started to talk about it when he came back on uh, the second time. And when you mean paid for services, he was doing a signing. Right. We paid him for a signing. Right. right. We with had real fans money. coming to the with, right with, with real hard-earned money. And people yeah. get their autographs, yeah. and it's a meet and greet, right. right? And he was so fucked up right. that people couldn't even do anything And if with you him. broke down what he was paid by per hour, every hard-working fan out there listening to us would be offended right. that he did it. That, he came and did this. Right. So, you know, you wouldn't want your money burned like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when he came back the second time, we were discussing it, and you were clearly still very miffed, mm-hmm. and he was clearly feeling that, you know, he was wronged by the things we had said about him over the, the months since his first appearance. Right. And I sat there going, you know what? 
And you could see my reaction live. I was like, you know, screw this already. I was like, all this BS and stuff, just get it over with. If you, I could sense something was going to happen. And the next thing I know, Marty's running over and clocking you in the face. That's right. And what people don't see afterwards is, is I basically uh, earned my Pilgrim State psychiatric card after that because I grabbed him and everything went completely uh, insane. Yeah, there was a stranglehold that got really out of control. It was completely insane. You know, Marty punched me in the face. Yeah. All good. Hard. Man, I wasn't going to sue I him. I don't even know how you, you – somehow you took it and you didn't even get, you know, that fucked up from it. I was it like, was, holy – well, well, you can take a shot. That I know. Well, so. I'll tell you what. But look, I, you know what? I respect him the man that he's man enough to come punch I'm me in the face because I wasn't okay. given the right time. So, right. again, the fans out there, me and Marty are not big fans of each other. Even if you watch this next interview, we're not huge fans of each other. Um, you know, I respect him, again, for the icon he was for the, in the sport because he is an icon. Yeah. He's one of sure. the greats. Sure. Um, but, again, there's issues. Yeah, well, you know, not everything's always solved. You know, it is what it is. Anyway. Uh, bad news for is. me. Maybe not for you. Okay. Netflix cancels Glow's final se- season over coronavirus. Oh, that's that's crushing. <laughs> Come on, dude. My that's kid, one of the best my shows. I can't watch Glow anymore on Netflix. They have to close oh, out the show. What was so great about it? What do you mean they have to close it out? Good you know what music. They should, hot they should, girls. They should like just put up for like 30 seconds, and then the show got canceled because it sucked. The end. And just put the end. That would be great. That yeah. would be a good f- finale. You wouldn't like that? Fine. <laughs> WWE NXT nice. champion Finn Balor breaks his jaw on TakeOver 31. Okay. All right. And against this was against Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle <laughs> I get the feeling that this was not your idea of a heavyweight championship. Battle. Well, there you go. You got Thank Finn you. and Kyle. So now it's my turn. Tipping the scales That's at 190 a piece. Combined weight of <laughs> three. Finn Balor does have a nice looking body, though. Oh, you're going to start with this? No, but he's got a good looking body. You know, he might like to hear that. He might be like, yeah, tell me so more, thoughts? Mike. Do you think there's a problem with the NXT title? It seems like you hold it, you get hurt. I think there's a problem with NXT, just in general. You don't right like now. it. I'm not thrilled about it, and I don't even like Balor. Is, being it, all right, let me ask you this. Let's just get to the root of it. Is there anything you like about wrestling now? <laughs> not lately. Not one thing. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything for me that would make me get excited? Because don't tell me Randy Orton and Drew right. McIntyre. I'm going to name I, a few I've things. I've had enough of that. Let me name a few things. Go ahead. Good luck. Roman Reigns fighting with his family in the I could care less. I heard he's king of the tribe now. I'm so excited. Who cares? You're what not looking you for the possibility of The Rock against here we Roman go again, Reigns though. at WrestleMania? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? But here we go again, going backwards to, to go forwards. I want a new star. I want a new Rock. I demand one. Vince, enough. How about Roman Reigns? What? Isn't he the- no, he's not! What is so... I just got to tune in and see Roman Reigns, huh? He's got Roddy Piper factor, huh? He's got Macho Man Randy Savage no. factor, huh? No, no he, he doesn't have CM Punk factor. He does not. I want a star. And Vince McMahon, stop being so afraid to make an individual star, because I talked to you about this. If you go back to the old formula of creating a rock, a stone cold, a mankind, sure, you might create four or five superstars, and one of them might run off and leave you, but you'll still have the other four. Stop being so afraid, Vince. We need stars. All right, hold on. How about Alexa Bliss and The Fiend? Okay. It's okay. That's cool. That's cool. You're giving me one storyline. You know what their problem is? This is that, you know that old saying, there's too many cooks in the kitchen? Right. Here's the problem with the WWE. Besides the fact that there probably is too many cooks in the kitchen with all the writers instead of just having one or two men with a vision. Right. There's too many ingredients in the soup. There's too many wrestlers. 
They have too many wrestlers. They've got three different companies. They don't know what to do with all these ingredients. It's like somebody get back to basics over there. Finn Balor is right, in NXT about, now. About, Why what, is he down in NXT what, now? What about the AEW product? Is there anything that you like about the AEW product? I would like the AEW product when I start to see... And here was the difference. This is why there was a Monday Night War. When they show me their Goldberg, when they show me their original creation that makes me run, not walk, run to the television. As a wrestling fan, Mm. this is what we do when we love a certain wrestler. When Goldberg was coming up at WCW, he was their product, he was their star, and he was a superstar. And we all ran to watch him. When AEW gives me that, not Dean Ambrose, not Chris Jericho, these are WWE retreads at this point. I want an original, and don't give me Orange Cassidy. Stop. That is not CM Punk. That's not John Cena. That's not Hulk Hogan. That's not Macho Man Randy Savage. There's got to be somebody out there that they can do something with and take away the handcuffs. Let them be their own character and do something for a change instead of always playing it safe. You know? All right, let me name a few guys. Go ahead. Brian Cage. Brian Cage. Is that your Goldberg? That could be your Goldberg. No, not at this point in his career. Not at this point in his career. He's already getting closer to 40 than he is 30. Cole Cabana? No, stop. No, not at all. Darby Allin? Darby Allin's interesting, but he's too small for what I had in mind as far as a macho man or a punk or or a Hogan or whatever. Eddie Kingston? I love Eddie Kingston. Dude, I can't stand that guy. I cannot believe you just He's said not that. a superstar, though. You're asking me if these guys are going to be No, I got you, but why, me all crazy. why do you like Eddie Kingston? I like Eddie Kingston. The guy looks like he eats a hamburger. You're totally right. Basically, he's the guy who just says, pull up to the Red Square. You're yeah, right. So right. it's Kevin Owens' cousin. Okay, fine. Who else you got? But I love him on the microphone. You're going to tell him he's not great on the mic? No, he's great, great on the mic. What Joey else Joey Janela? Joey Janela's window was five years ago when I used to look at him when he was younger and go, there's another Jericho. Jungle but Boy. The, you got to be kidding me. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's window has stock ha- is Kenny gone. Omega's window has passed. He should have gone to the WWE when he was red hot, but you know what? Vince would have fucked it up anyway. Kip Come on. Saban. Nope. Lance Archer? Maybe. Maybe. Luchasaurus. Stop with Luchasaurus. <laughs> All right. That gimmick should have died out in the Cretaceous area. What do you Marco talking? Stunt. You did you really All just right. mention Marco All Stunt? Right, legitimately. MJF. MJF, yes. So there's your guy. Right. So use him. Dude, why is the belt not on him? I don't think that they use MJF completely to his potential yet. How many years is he gonna before they put the belt on him? What about Mira? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Wait till Rusev realizes that the greatest thing that ever happened to his career was Vince's creation of Rusev. Was the platform that he had the opportunity to be shown on. All right, I'm because gonna, he stinks. I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest here. Boy, I'm I'm really on fire right now. Sammy Go on. Guevara. I think he, he that could be, he could has be the chance. He could be a star. Yeah, and I remember how irritated we were with him in the beginning, but you know what? Man. And Ricky Starks. He could, he's a little small, though. Sammy may grow into. Right. Sammy plays so big. So do we agree MJF definitely. By the way, these guys are in AEW. They're not in WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but, Sorry, I, but, but I asked you. I, it, just you so told me people when's the next Goldberg. We don't keep it fair, you know. Right. Go, you know, who's the next Goldberg, though? There's nobody like that right now. I mean, hell, who's the next Brock Lesnar? And don't tell me Lance Archer. You know, there's really no, you know. I just feel like we're, we're going in a, in a pool of mediocrity, and they never, they don't push anybody. When you feel it, they could have, they could take off and become a big star. They pull back. They do this well, the all other thing, the time. AEW has that inconsistency, too, right? It's like 
they, they build a star. They're trying to build a star, and then you don't see them for three weeks, and then right. they come back on. Right. I got to tell you, though, like I said, I'm fe- I'm in fear that they're taking over the – like, I, I just – I don't if want the, them if to the beat WWE the WWE. keeps slipping backwards, eventually they'll fall right into the arms of AEW ratings-wise. That's really a bad thing, Vince. Better uh, better write that ship. All right, we got about three more minutes. I want to take right. a quick commercial break, and we'll cover one last subject, and then uh, we're out of here, brother. We shall be back. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast. www.quickcast.com 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW. QuickCast. Start your own success. Jimmy, I just got the best hookup on tickets. Fill me in. I went to www.seatslinks.com and ordered the best tickets with the best prices. Call 718-676-0504. Seatslink. The complete ticket experience. Tell them Charles sent you. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron Konkuma. We were just talking about how guest-heavy we were, mm. so it feels good to be just us and yeah. shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah. But I do want to announce again, on October 24th, uh, another icon in sport, Nikita Koloff, will be in studio. Uh, he'll be interviewed, and then right after that, we'll have a live auction in co-partnership with Captain's Corner. Uh, We'll be selling Nikita pictures, Russian flags, Hmm. um, gear, actual gear, and magazines, signed magazines. And he signs them on the spot. And he'll sign them to your name, personal, you know. But anyway, go to www.captainscorner.com and you could pre-order your stuff and he could do a shout-out as he's signing. It's pretty cool shit. Yep. We did one with Al Snow and uh, Dwight yeah. the Clown and yeah. Tony Alice, so it's a good time. Farrow, yeah. Last subject. What yeah. do you want to hit, brother? Well, uh, you know, I've, geez, I feel like I'm, I'm bringing news to you now. All of a sudden, That's great. but I just, uh, I just had read that Candy Cartwright has uh, decided to file a uh, suit against uh, Matt Riddle. So it looks like this is not going away anytime soon. We thought it was going away. Matt Riddle had uh, dropped whatever he was charging against her. And now she's turning around and uh, going up against him for for how much money? How much money? Well, I'm going to read it right now. Thank you for bringing this up. I had no idea. This is just this is really just breaking news, folks. Uh, We've discussed this before on the show about Matt Riddle and Candy Cartwright. That's a lot of money. Candy Cartwright files lawsuit against Matt Riddle, the WWE, Gabe Spolinski, and Evolve for ten million dollars each. If I could read it real quick. Candy wow. Cartwright has zero plans to back down from allegations she made against Matt Riddle. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful is reporting that Cartwright, real name Samantha Tavell, has filed a lawsuit in circuit court in Cook County, Illinois, against Riddle, the WWE, Evolve, and its owner, Gabe Spolinski. The lawsuit seeks $10 million from each defendant, stemming from allegations Cartwright made made accusing Riddle of sexual assault in 2017 and Riddle bragging about it to Spolinski. It also included a lawsuit or allegations that Riddle forced Cartwright to perform oral sex on him 
by choking her during a bus ride to Evolve 104 in 2018. The lawsuit cites... <laughs> Just go ahead. Just go ahead. You're going to lose... I love this that she goes up against Vince too. It's just like, what do you, you? What does Vince have to do? I don't know. It's all his fault. What does he have to do? With hey, Jay, it must have been his bus or something. He wasn't. I mean, the bus that was sitting on Vince owned it. Why? Because he employs the independent you know, you contractor, you know Matt what? Riddle. You know what, what is that? When you're digging for gold, you're digging for gold. Bro, when is this country? I'm sorry. Gonna- and that's my Levy opinion. penalties against people that do these fraudulent lawsuits. You know something? I would I would love to see it. I would love to see that kind of shit happen because when you're wasting the taxpayers' dollars with your bullshit, yeah, I got a problem with that. A bus full of people was sleeping right. on this ride. Right, yeah. And he forced her mm. into giving him oral sex. Right. Meanwhile, because they were having an because, affair. Because they he, were having an affair. Because he's desperate, you know, Matt Riddle? Yeah, he's a real desperate guy. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And he forced her. Yeah, basically looks like Shawn Michaels did 20 years ago. And he forced yeah. her. Right. In a busload, and everybody was sleeping. Right. I heard, Except I, them. I heard Sabu was laughing and doing coke. I can't anymore. But what, Dude, do I take it? Do you think this is an angle? Oh my God! Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. This is be- Candy Carwright. Sorry, I didn't mean to say this. I'll burn you alive, man, little. <laughs> you know what's right? <laughs> right you know what's right? No, you know. No, I can't remember. No, you know it, it, it's it's real. You know what would be really funny if it does turn out to be a work and she winds up managing him. Stop. I can see it. Stop it. You know what? But no, it goes to show how little trust I have in the whole BS world of pro wrestling sometimes. Because to me, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden one day he did they're together anyway. Wait a minute. There is some clarity here. I want to yeah, read please this because it, I think it's fair please, to please, Candy please Cartwright. clarify. The lawsuit does claim that Kandra, Ka- Candy Cartwright had about? bookings, had bookings. With the WWE and Evolve up until January all right. of this year and alleges right. that Riddle hung a threat of losing bookings with the promotion overhead unless she performed sexual acts on him. So she she claims that the WWE was working with her? Well, Evolve is that uh, it's smaller than NXT. Right, I know they was. bought Evolve. Yeah, oh, so were... that's why she's suing the WWE because right. they own Evolve. Right, right. Ah, now right. I right. understand. But it's still, as always, it's Vince's fault one way or the other. So, Well, anyway... I don't know. I put no stock in it. I never put any stock in it. I never I never took it that seriously and I still don't. You know? I think I, it'll get thrown out. I just Whatever. wish a, I wish a fly would land on Candy Cartwright's head. Anyway, this has been Monty DeFaro, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast head. scene Land every here, Thursday on Indie Music TV. <laughs> I don't get it. Catch us again on Channel 115, Channel 20, Facebook Live, Monty Nefaro YouTube page, and Twitch. This has been Mike Monty. This has been Nefaro. We'll see you next Thursday. I will tell you, I think we might have a, a, a special guest call in. Okay. Adrian Adonis's daughter. Really nice. No. If you're interested, yeah. we need to speak about well, it. Well, that sounds good. Matt, did you enjoy today's show? I always love it when it's just the two of you guys chatting. We love you too, man. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Please be safe. Wear your masks. And please, in all seriousness, go out there and vote. Later.